Welcome to the Ballsy Broadcast. I'm your host, Renee Sager. I help career-driven women, go-getters, and you self-proclaimed type A control freaks that I love, who've outgrown who they used to be, get clear on who they are and what they want now in their life and business. Each week, I will bring you the insights and individuals that will challenge your old ideas of who you think you should be, a dose of reality to get you out of overwhelm and into action, and ultimately move you into a bolder and ballsier version of yourself. If you are someone that appreciates raw and real conversation that actually moves the needle in your life and business, you found the right spot. Hello and welcome back. I am here and I am home alone on a Saturday afternoon and it is a freaking delight. I have my coffee with foamy milk. I have an eye mask on. I shaved my legs. The sun is coming in through the windows. It is silent. I don't have to hear or listen for anything. (laughs) It's just a real treat. I asked David, I told him that I just needed to be by myself. I just needed a little bit of time to be by myself because I think Miles is teething or something and has just been like screaming so much and just so much stimulation. So I said, you know what I really need from you? I need you guys to leave. (laughs) I just need you to leave. And that's all that I need. Um, And he, of course, happily obliged and was like, okay, yep, whatever you need, babe. So very appreciative for that and this time. And I was like, okay, so with this window that I have, which I don't know, I have no idea, two hours, three hours, four, I don't know how long they're going to be gone. But I'm like, do I just lay on the couch and stare at the wall? Do I be productive? Do I do a bunch of stuff? Um, And I think I'm going to go for kind of the middle lane. Like I'm going to definitely just lay on the couch. I really will just, I think, lay on the couch and just sit. (laughs) And that will be wonderful. And um, also do a little bit of work stuff like this podcast that I have honestly been wanting to record for three or four weeks now. And it's just, I haven't had the time and it it just hasn't worked out. So I'm really excited. Um, And I also just, a lot of these ideas are kind of I'm working through in real time. So hopefully this podcast comes through um, cohesively and you're not like, what? And so I, I was thinking of this topic already, but then I started reading and listening to more stuff on dopamine specifically. And it's just kind of filled my brain with more topics that I wanted to dig into. So I may talk more extensively about that in later episodes, but uh, initially, I wanted to talk about switching addictions because in this triathlon group that I was in, one of the main guys was sober. Well, I, I think he calls himself sober. I don't know. He doesn't drink. Whatever. Who cares? And he, like, as I was kind of getting to know him throughout the the training, I, I was like, this dude has, I said this to David just like nonchalantly. I was like, this dude has like five jobs or something. Because he, he, I mean, he's he does. He like works, he has like five jobs. <laughs> I, I couldn't keep up. Every time he's like, yeah, I work there part-time and I work there part-time. I was like, how do you do this? And he was training for an Ironman. Like, what? 
Um, and so I just kind of made that comment to David and he's like, yeah, well, he doesn't drink, right? He's like sober. And I was like, yeah. He's like, well, you know, he's just switching addictions. And that's kind of sat with me. And I've thought about that. I thought about it more like four weeks ago when we were having this conversation, but it's been sticking with me ever since then. And something that got said to me early on in sobriety was because I, my first quote unquote addiction, if you will, what, or drug of choice back in rehab when this one rehab that I went to, uh, it was so terrible. Like I, I wanted to sue them. I don't know how to sue people, but if I did, I would have sued them. It was terrible. It's gonna, I'm talking about it in my book, um, which is like three to six months out, my editor said. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but anyways, every time a new girl would come into the rehab, we would be like, what's your DOC? Drug of choice. So if you're ever around someone... <laughs> that's what it means drug of choice and we would like try and make bets I'm like oh she's super skinny it must be coke and she oh look she looks like I don't know anyways irrelevant my first thing that I started to feel controlled with or more appropriately out of control with was food I mean it was the first thing that really like just had a death grip on me and then I I moved into alcohol and alcohol is way more it, like it ruins your life more more obviously in a in a quicker fashion because you can't work when you're drunk, you know, you can have all your food stuff and like still go to work and hide it and be in relationships. Being drunk is a lot more challenging. So I had to get sober first. So I got sober and then I kind of just went back to my food stuff. Like I didn't know how to not have a thing. I was like, okay, I'm either restricting, I'm either binging, I'm either compulsively exercising or I'm either drunk. (laughs) So I mean, it's got to be one of these. And one of my sponsors said, well, you know, I mean, I was like five years sober. And she's like, well, your sobriety doesn't really count because you've just kind of switched addictions. And so when David said this too, it's just, it's been something I've heard and I just wanted to dig into this a little bit more because I think that there is a lot of truth to this. Do I think that if you are sober and you use food, like it negates your sobriety? No. Absolutely not. And I'm still livid at that person for saying that to me. And it's a miracle that I didn't just go relapse then and there because that, I mean, that's, I'm shocked and so thankful that I did not. But with this guy, for instance, you know, he was drinking and I'm going to talk about me primarily because I don't know him enough to like talk about him, but he was drinking and now he's sober and now he runs or he runs and he does um, Ironman. He competes at Ironman like that's a big deal that's a lot and he has multiple jobs and it's not uncommon for endurance athletes to be sober I'm thinking primarily of rich roll right I mean there are countless people when I was in Portland and I was going to meetings 
there, the people in AA were the first people that I started hearing about running ultra marathons. I was, I didn't know that that was a thing. I had no idea that people could run over a marathon. It didn't even come into my brain. Like I had no clue that was even a thing. But then as I was around people that were sober and they started doing, you know, endurance, uh, endurance events, I was like, whoa, okay, this is interesting. Like there's a lot of sober people doing this very hard, taxing, challenging thing. And part of that, I would say for a for just simplicity's sake, is switching addictions. Is it really that bad? Now, whether or not you're an alcoholic or a workaholic or a binge eater or a compulsive uh, over shopper or whatever, sometimes the best thing that you can do is replace one thing for something that is less harmful, okay? So for instance, and and I kind of think of this as like a staircase, kind of going down. And this is when I was listening to dopamine, I'm gonna get into that here in a second too, where it really, I was like, oh my gosh, this makes perfect sense. Because food, binge eating, releases dopamine. Binging and purging releases a shit ton. Like that sensation, that rush that you get, you get this with binging too. You get that high. You get that excited, manic, oh my gosh, it's happening window. It is small, but you get that window of dopamine and it is great. And then we want more and more and more. But our, to- our tolerance increases. So whether it was three beers or three cheeseburgers or three t-shirts, right? Like we build up our tolerance because that dopamine that used to work in the beginning isn't working as well. It's like, I I used to get off on that, but like now it doesn't work. I need more. I need faster. I need more intensity. Let's up the ante, right? You get comfortable with that adrenaline. You You get comfortable with that dopamine. It's less shiny. So you look to the next layer. You look to the next level. Now, when you're trying to come off of that, when you're trying to decrease that, we have to decrease your baseline of dopamine. So if you've been, you know, you want to stop even smoking. Like I actually don't know for, nicotine does. I don't know what it is though. They have charts on how much dopamine is released, but dope, I mean, tons of people that stop smoking start eating. Who cares? Who cares? If you have to go from smoking to eating And then you go from eating to exercising. And then you go from exercising to meditating. And then you go from meditating to walking. And then you go, oh, I mean, listen, does it really matter? Because when you are someone that is really 
a kind of an all or nothing thinker. You seek out the adrenaline. You want the excitement in your life. To think that you're just going to go cold turkey on everything. I mean, I think that this is often the expectation. Like I should just sit in a wall and not need or want anything in excess or extreme. I shouldn't over shop. I shouldn't overeat. I shouldn't over drink. I shouldn't over be overreactive. I should just be completely balanced and level all of the time. OMG, who is actually like that? It's not uncommon for people to quote unquote switch addictions. But I guess the thing that I wanted to just kind of express and talk about and get through on today's episode was if you have been someone that has beat yourself up because maybe you went from drinking to overworking. Like a ton of people do this too. And this is something that I often see in the health and fitness space is like anorexic people turning to fitness junkies. Like whatever. Who am I to judge anyone? But I def- that is definitely something that I see where like someone that was had an eating disorder is now like shredded and talks about their f- protein powder and is like 13% fat and works out two and a half hours a day. And then they, they, you know, you follow them two years later and they're like, oh my God, I found intuitive eating. It's the best thing ever. And then two years later, they're like, oh my God, I'm doing this new career. It's amazing. It's the best thing ever, right? It's just searching out that next thing for better or worse. So I just want you to be aware because as I was listening to the audiobooks and the podcasts on dopamine, I was like, this makes sense. And if you have a personality like mine that is addictive, that is all or nothing, that is like, let's go. If three are good, 300 must be great. Like that's how I roll. We've got to know these things about our personalities because it is a thing about our personality, okay? I I started reworking with a client that I worked with a year or so ago around food, and it was, I love her so much, and she, we addressed the food stuff, great. She comes back to me like a month or two ago, and she's like, okay. I've started this new business. I've started this new career. I I can't keep doing what I'm doing. It's exhausting. And so we've been working together for a little bit. And what I said on our second call was like, everything you are doing with food is showing up in a different way in your business. The all or nothing, the, the I have to do it all. I have to pick up all the slack. Like there is no middle lane. It's just zero to 100. And so making that connection for her was really eye-opening. I mean, it was something I saw like right away, but for her it was it was mind-blowing cuz she she didn't see that. She was like, "I can't believe it." And so this is a layered process. It is a layered process around food, body, hell. It's about life because this is so much more than just food. This is so much more than just your business. This is so much more than just your relationships. This is how you exist on a day-to-day basis. This is your life. This is your personality. Again, it's knowing yourself. This is the self-trust that I'm talking about constantly, 
Because if you have this all or nothing personality, if you're seeking dopamine all of the time, if you're constantly jumping from one thing to the next thing to the next thing, like a big thing that I hear from a lot of my clients is I I change, like we have a two-year record. It's like, I need something new after two years. I need something new after two years. I need something new after two years, whether it's relationships, where you live, the job that you have, whatever. These are good things to begin knowing about yourself because change happens after you know this. So if you're getting like your fix, and this is why it feels like, am I addicted to food? No, I'm going to say no. A lot of people might fight me on this. Do I think that you're addicted to depending? I mean, it kind of, I'm just going to say it. I think you could be addicted to the dopamine. I think you could be addicted to the feeling that you get when you eat the food or hell, just the ritual of it, right? Like, I don't know about you, but I had a whole situation Like, okay, I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to get these two bags of groceries. I know exactly what I'm going to get. I'm going to go home. I'm going to lock my door. I'm going to prop myself up on my bed. I'm going to get my show. I'm going to get my phone. I'm going to make sure everything's set. And then I'm going to sit there for two hours by myself, binge and purge my brains out. And then I'm going to get all my wrappers. I'm going to shove the boxes inside the boxes. I'm going to try and sneak out and throw it away and make sure nobody sees it. And then I'm going to go to bed. And then I'm going to do it all again tomorrow. It's a whole routine. It is a whole ritual that I was kind of addicted to. That manic feeling that like you got to get it off once a day. Right? Like I remember it's like I it's like I need my fix. I can't go to bed until I do this thing. I need to fill this void. I need to fill this hole. And so then without working together without understanding this about yourself, without having the tools, you will feel crazy because you will go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing and you will feel out of control versus feeling in control and being aware of the choices that you're making. Okay? It's, I mean, in that awareness, that compassion, that understanding, that shift of perspective is the difference because it's like you do, do you really want to be the person that never gets emotional that never gets to enjoy you know like delicious food even if you're not hungry or gets too excited or like that's life the highs and lows and all of it i don't i feel like people that don't experience that are just kind of numb that's and that's what i've spent so long trying to not be like i wanted to be able to feel I remember thinking that, like, I would love to be able to feel sadness and boredom and loneliness without scratching my eyes out and having to eat the whole time. I want to be able to feel life's feelings, but I couldn't. I was always going to the next thing, next thing. And so the difference is when you're aware of that and you don't feel like it's got, a again, that like death grip on you and it's just yanking you from thing to thing to place to place, then it's like you take that leash back. You're like, oh, okay. So I'm stopping this. I'm probably going to want to do this. This is what I'm going to do instead. You're 
way more grounded, you're way more calm, and you're way more confident. Because when you are being yanked from thing to thing, like left to right to left to right, you feel completely out of control. And this understanding of, okay, this is my type of personality. These are the feelings that I've been going for. I'm decreasing my baseline If you're like, okay, I I don't want to be someone that has to go a million miles an hour. Nobody says that you need to change that either. Like I always give my clients permission to just do whatever kind of crazy things that they're doing for as long as they want. I'm like, you can keep doing this if you want. Do you want to do that or not? And I honestly mean it. It's not like a trick question or me being an a-hole. It's like, let's be really clear about what it is that you do want. Like you yourself, not what you should want, not what your friends are telling you you should want, not what your partner is telling you you should want. What is it that you want? Because a lot of people are like, I like being emotional. I like getting excited. I like I like being busy. I think that busyness gets such a bad rap, but a lot of people like staying busy. There's nothing wrong with that. I love having my hands in many different pots. Like I like having stuff to look forward to. The only time it should bother you is when it becomes a problem for you, right? When it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to keep overcommitting. I don't want to keep binge eating. I don't want to keep drinking. I don't want to keep overworking. I don't want to keep looking at Instagram 20 hours a day, right? I watched... um. Oh gosh, it was a thing on Netflix. Maybe it was something with dopamine in the title. I can't remember, but it was, I don't know why this is like the one thing I remember out of the whole documentary, but it was talking about how when you open Instagram, there is a pause between when you open it and when you see your notifications for the dopamine release. It's for the excitement. Whoa, who who liked it? Did someone comment? Did someone share? What'd they say? What does it say? Who shared it? What'd they say? How many likes? How many views? And then it builds, again, that tolerance. We build, we build, we build. And so then I'm totally guilty of this. I put my phone down. Four seconds later, I pick it up and open it. Put it down, pick it up and open it. Then I go Facebook, Instagram, Facebook, Instagram. Like I'm aware of it too. And that awareness is how we start to change those habits. So if you are someone with an addictive personality and you're beating yourself up because you're like, I'm just switching addictions. Is it a problem for you or is it something that you think you should have a problem with? Because people are telling you that you shouldn't live that way, blah, 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 as if they're so perfect. Like, give me a break. Only you get to decide those things. But if you are in the process of not wanting to jump from thing to thing, or you do want to decrease that threshold, it's going to be uncomfortable. It is going to be uncomfortable. There is no way around it. You will be experiencing urges. You will be experiencing like wanting to do that thing, whether it's wanting to go to the bar, whether it's wanting to go buy an entire chocolate cake, whether it's wanting to weigh yourself, whether it's wanting to open up social media, whether it's wanting to smoke a joint, whether, I mean, whatever. It, it will require some amount of discomfort to begin crossing that bridge. And every time you don't answer that urge, 
you're decre- you decrease the dopamine. You don't feed it. It's like Pavlov's dogs. Every time the bell rings, they salivate. They know food's coming. Every time you have the urge and you react, you train yourself. The good thing is coming, even if you don't like it. The fewer times that you answer it, the, you, you decrease that expectation that it's coming and it gets softer and softer. This is why the more time you have away from the habit, the less strong it becomes. This is every time I, I work with someone new, I'm like, okay, you know when you start dieting, it's like so exciting, right? You're like, yes, oh my God, I'm gonna be, a, I'm gonna be such a babe in like two months, three months, eight weeks, whatever the fantasy thing is that they're selling you, seven hours. <laughs> but you're so excited, right? You're like, this is going to be phenomenal. I'm gonna be so hot. I'm finally gonna get skinny. I'm finally gonna have the body that I want. Hell yeah, let's go. And you are motivated. You are prepping. You are chopping. You've got your containers. You are locked and loaded. And then day three hits or week three hits. And suddenly you're like, damn, I don't know that I can keep doing this. I think I just need like 17 cheeseburgers and three large pints of ice cream. I just think that that's what I need. And you fall off. So it started off really easy breezy. And then it got really freaking hard. You were hanging on for dear life. You were white knuckling. You were sitting on your hands trying to make it. That's almost always what happens with diets and plans like that. This is the opposite. We start out hard. It's going to be hard. So, kind of. I don't know. I, uh, in some of the reviews that I get from clients, they're like, I'm surprised it wasn't as hard as I thought. <laughs> I'm like, what? Okay, great. So it totally depends. You know what it depends on? It depends on your willingness. It depends on your, your willingness and your ability to let go. Like h- how quickly can you let go? And for some people, that's harder. For some people, that's easier. For some people, it takes like two weeks. For some people, it takes two months. It depends. But you will get there. And the great news is it will get easier as our time progresses. Okay. I think that's all I want to say on this topic. I hope that this made sense for you. If you are curious about the dopamine books I've been reading shoot me a message on Instagram. Happy to share that with you. There's also a podcast I was listening to that was really good on it as well. Happy to share that. Um, And you know, you can do your own research. I'm not a scientist here, but it's just what I've been learning. And again, as I learn more about it, I may come back on here and retract some of my statements and give you new information, but it makes sense, right? For people with a personality like ours to jump from thing to thing. And I hope that this podcast gave you some new perspectives on how to look at that and ways to handle that. All right. Thanks for being here. I will be back next week. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you liked what you heard today and you're wondering how we can work together and the different offerings I have, be sure to visit reneesager.com to learn more. And in the meantime, stay ballsy.